0: Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. I'm running a little late on the nuggets, not so much that uh, I got up late. I've been up since, uh, since 3.30, but I've just been studying all this time. I'd like to start off today by saying that we are, as believers and as Christians, we are to know our enemy. That means we are to know the devices, the plans, the purposes, the things that the devil has uh, schemed against us. Jesus was very consciously aware of everything that the devil tried or was doing or was going to throw at him from the very beginning because he was in a conscious contact with the Heavenly Father. He demonstrated out of his life how to behave as a son how to behave as a soldier how to behave as a servant and in these three areas we learn from the master being our example now sometimes people look for role models they even look for mentors people look for someone to be able to guide them through uh, whether it's financially Whether it's in the educational systems uh, or they're uh, going into some field or some career and someone is supposed to be their role model as far as guiding them through the path and uh, through all the detours and all the whatnots of the things that they might expect ahead of them. It is no different in the Christian walk. There are signs that point to warnings, signs that point to dangers, signs that literally say the bridge is out, don't go this way. Or the sign may say beware of overhead lines, high voltage, high power. Or it says uh, beware uh, when digging underground lines, whether it's gas uh, or electricity. So, there are things that are set as goals and as warning signs for us to be careful. In walking our Christian life, many people are ignorant. They really are. As Christians, they're ignorant of the devil's devices, of the devil's schemes, of the devil's methods, of the devil's purposes. Jesus was consciously aware of them and he would know exactly when it was the spirit of God moving upon a situation or a circumstance or when it was the enemy or when it was the devil. A good example of this is in Matthew in chapter 16 when Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? And, of course, they begin to say, well, you're you're one of the prophets. Some say you're Elijah that has come back. Jesus says, well, who do you say? That's what they say. Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Jesus immediately recognizes the revelation that Peter has received. As a divine revelation of the word of God being unveiled to his life, to his heart, to his spirit, to his mind, even though Peter may have not fully recognized the power of his statement, he was under the influence of a spirit of revelation enlightening him that we can find the apostle Paul in the book of uh, Ephesians in chapter one, praying For the saints, that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and a spirit of revelation and the knowledge of him. In other words, he understood, he knew. He also knew when the devil was working in someone's life, whether it was a bowed uh, body like the woman in Luke uh, chapter 13 that was bowed over that Satan had had bound, or the man that was possessed uh, in the... Uh, tombs of the gatherings or whether it was someone in a church service in a synagogue that had a withered hand or had a dumb uh, mute spirit or 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 something like that he was consciously aware of where the enemy was working in people's lives but at the same time uh, Jesus was consciously aware of the devil's influence in everything he was aware, Jesus was aware of when the father would speak to him uh, and guide him and tell him exactly what to do. And he was aware when the enemy. So going back to the story of Matthew chapter 16, when Peter says, you are the son of God, then it says from that moment on, Jesus began to tell his disciples how he must suffer many things at the hands of the of the priest, of the leaders. And uh, of course, you know, he must die. And Peter immediately rebukes him, and she, and Jesus responds immediately to the rebuke of Peter, "Get thee behind me, Satan." And 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 that could li- literally uh, uh, be translated, "You can follow behind me, but you cannot get ahead of me." And uh, the scripture says that when he was rebuked by Jesus. That he told them, you don't, you, don't, you don't seek the things of God, but you seek the things of man. So Jesus was able to both discern and understand where the enemy was influencing or where the enemy was working. Or how he was trying to get a foothold of something or someone. And in doing so, then we are also to learn from his example he learned how to be a soldier for his father, a warrior. He learned how to be a son through the things that he uh, he suffered and was obedient. He learned to be a servant in humbling himself. In all of these areas, uh, a servant, you can see in Philippians in chapter number 2 from verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus and from there we learn how he humbled himself to be a servant before the Heavenly Father. And of course for our purpose too. But if one reads the scripture, it actually uh, says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So then that means just as he thought, he wants us to think who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and that's the opposite of everybody, in one way or another, is seeking how they they can make a reputation for themselves. But he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And the word that is used there for servant is doulos. That word in the Greek means a slave, literally and figuratively, voluntarily or involuntarily. Uh, it's one that's qualified in the sense <clears throat> uh, to be a bond bondservant, uh, one that has brought himself under the subjection or the subserviency of someone else. Jesus was a servant not only to man, but he was a servant of his heavenly Father. He made himself, he took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Notice, God is not going to humble you. We have to humble ourselves before him. The scripture uh clearly points this out in the book of James that uh, we are to draw nigh unto God and we are to humble ourselves. Sometimes we uh, hear people pray a prayer, Lord, uh, humble me. But in reality, he's expecting us to humble ourselves before him. It says in the book of James 4, 6, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. So we are to humble ourselves. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you doubly minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Verse number 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So we gather from this and we understand from this that Jesus, he humbled himself to be a servant. He wasn't looking to make a reputation or a name for himself. Yet because he humbled himself, God exalted him above every name that is named. That at the name of Jesus, every single thing in heaven and on earth and underneath will bow at the name of Jesus. Because he humbled himself. But he also taught us how to live as a son in the presence of our father. He taught us how to walk, how to speak, how to think, how to Act, how to react, how to commune with the Heavenly Father. He would constantly say, I only do the things that I see the Father doing. I only say the things that I hear the Father saying. We see that Jesus took obedience to the level that even if it meant going to the cross, he said, Nevertheless, your will be done, not mine. So Jesus taught us sonship. He taught us how to walk as sons before the Father. He's our role model. He is the one and only true model that we have in life. People uh, in today's society will pick some athlete or some actor or actress or some individual of high profile. And though they may be sleazy, they may be wicked, they may be this... They'll use them as a role model just because they've done something fancy or something good uh which in reality is not counted as good, but nonetheless people will take them as role models they'll take uh different uh singers and 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 people that live a lifestyle that is totally contrary to God, and they'll say "This will be my role model and uh 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 young ladies may follow after the 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 pattern of some uh, actress or some individual who is an actual model to model clothing and stuff like that and will chasten their bodies and try to get them all slimmed up so that they can fit into all these clothing at whatever cost. But yet, whatever cost does not mean violating the laws of God or the word of God. So having true role models in our lives is to watch Jesus, how he was a warrior, a soldier. How he will come back as the captain of the host of God himself, of all the armies of heaven. To watch Jesus as a servant, how he washed his disciples' feet and he humbled himself to watch him. To be a a soldier is to watch him warrior against an enemy while he's out there 40 days in the desert uh, fasting. How he was able to overcome with the word of God. How we are told by him uh, to be careful because of the enemy is seeking whom he may devour. Uh, That was Peter in chapter number 5. But if we look at the scripture carefully, we'll begin to see that as a servant, as a son, and as a soldier, so the Apostle Paul takes on the example, he has, be followers of me. Follow my example as I have followed the example of Christ. Then he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And the word for devices there means his perceptions, his purposes. Uh, It means his intellect and his disposition, the devices of the mind and the thought, his machinery, his weaponry. In other words, he was fully aware of all the ways that he can come then he warns uh, the people in the sec- in 2 Corinthians 11:3 he says but i fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled eve through his subtlety so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus of course later he goes on to rebuke them in the book of Galatians when he says who has who has bewitched you that you know you have wound up turning your eyes away from Christ and him crucified and the work of the cross for your lives. So in all of these things we can learn from the master as a true role model, as a true example for our lives. Walk as he walked as a son, serve as he served as a servant, and war in the spirit as he as a soldier and a mighty warrior warred against the enemy, and even in his death, burial, and resurrection, according to Colossians, he spoiled principalities and powers at his resurrection. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.